0: Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home. Live Inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith.
1: I can't believe it's already February. We're thinking about getting away from the cold and uh, maybe, uh, well, doing something special for Valentine's or Galentine's, depending on what you Uh, celebrate, but it's a month that seems like it's replete with people wanting to kind of refresh. It's been cold around the country over December and January, and it just feels like we're having a little bit of a respite this week into warmer temperatures. And well, for me, I'm actually going to go away next week um, or the week after. can't remember. But uh, yeah, it's the first time in a long time I'm actually getting on a plane and going somewhere warm. So I'm looking forward to that and sort of in honor of that getaway feeling. Today, I have two very special guests. The first one, a dear friend of mine who has been a blogger and a podcaster for many years, way before a lot of people were doing it, Michelle Gerson is known now as Passport Mommy, and she talks all about travel with kids. She used to be Passport Romance way back in the day before she got married and had those two uh, adorable children. But now she's Passport Mommy, and she has a great podcast full of great information about traveling with kids and where to go and just kind of mommy stuff as well. And then I have The Travel Mom Emily Kaufman here, and uh she's a, a grandmother now, so she's also calling herself the travel grandma. Anyway, we are going to focus um, a lot about getting away, giving really good tips, because um, is this is the time of year that people plan, you know, spring breaks and President's Day is coming up and all that, so... It's a good time to think about where can I go to refresh and renew myself, maybe save some money doing this or that and what could be exciting and exotic. Uh we're going to hear from two travel professionals in the first part of our program today. And uh we want you to know that uh, the the program is always sponsored by the wonderful people at Balance of Nature, Balance of Nature fruits and veggies in a capsule and the whole health system. If you ever told me that one day I would be talking about having uh, 10 servings a day of fruits and vegetables in the form of a capsule, but it's actually food and nothing else, I would have said, really? How is that even possible? But it is true. It's been a good 12, 13 years for me that I've been on it, taking the wonderful capsules a day. In fact, I take six and six a day, six of the veggies and six of the fruits, which actually gives me 20 servings per day of like raw fruits and vegetables but the way they have uh, made this possible is it's very proprietary just in terms of how they do it scientifically they get the water out they leave 100% of the nutrition in and then they pulverize the food and it goes into these capsules no other company has it no one knows how to do that except for balance of nature and it's changing millions of lives that's right because so many people that take it feel such a big difference when they do and they're like me, they're hooked and they don't ever want to stop doing it because nutrition is so very important no matter what age you are whether you're a baby, a toddler a child, a teenager an adult, um, a middle aged person or an elderly person, we all need nutrition it's a human thing, it's not an age thing, it's a human thing and it's an everyday thing. You can get all of your mixed fruits and vegetables every single day by going to balanceofnature.com and have them shipped once a month to your house so that you know that you're going to get them you won't uh, stop because you know when I before I was doing that I was doing all my shopping at the grocery store I would bring home fruits and vegetables and then all of a sudden I'd have other plans and go out for dinner with friends or something and there would sit my veggies and fruit in the drawer and then by the end of the week half of it was spoiled and into the garbage it would go, and I would feel terribly guilty. And also, I just wasn't getting my nutrition. Balance of Nature has changed all of that. Go to balanceofnature.com, order your fruits and veggies and the whole health system, which is also the fiber and spice. Equally beautiful, just food in there and nothing else, just from the ground. And uh, you will get 35% off if you put my name in there, Laura. L-A-U-R-A. So Laura into the promo code at balanceofnature.com and you'll get free shipping always when you do so using my name. When we come back, passport mommy Michelle Gerson. Don't go away. It's the way home.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura.
1: As we sort of just rolled into february sort of unawares almost um it really made me get excited because i'm going away which i rarely do Mm -hmm. on an airplane but i am doing it i usually drive everywhere uh in the world but i'm flying to florida next week and it's just gotten me so excited about the prospect of going away and being somewhere warm and beautiful especially after this uh this Indiana winter we've been having, but um, there is somebody that I have known for a very long time who knows all about travel. Back in the day, before married with children, she <laughs> was known as Passport Romance. And she had, was a blogger and had a website, and she gave, gave great tips on getting away for romance and romantic uh uh, excursions. But she got married. She had two incredibly beautiful children. And so now she is known as passport mommy, Michelle Gerson, my dear friend and somebody who knows everything there is about going away with your kids. How
2: are you? I'm doing well, Laura. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy for you that you're headed to Florida. I am jealous. Um, hopefully you'll have better weather than I did. We were there in December over the winter break, but I think we got rid of the cold for you and hopefully it's now in the 80s. I hope so.
1: They say that January is not good in in uh, Florida, but I'm praying because we turned the calendar this week that it's going to be nice. But either way, yes. just to get away is always yes. a wonderful thing. And because of your extensive um, understanding of what it means to take these trips and to plan them and to get the best deals, but find the most beautiful places to get the best for your money type of thing. And now you're doing it with, you know, in terms of families getting away. I think so many people... Um, would love to hear about that because, you know, it changes everything when you have kids. Obviously, yes. you would go to different destinations with um, doing different types of uh, activities and excursions. So the Passport Mommy, where have you been
2: just in the last year? Sure. So you're absolutely right. Everything has changed. And I just have to say, I was just at a travel conference and everybody is like, yeah, I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going this place, this place, this place. And I'm like, Oh, those are the days. <laughs> but I've, I've always been a firm believer of travel as much as you can, especially with kids, because I do think it's very good for them. No matter where you go, change of scenery, learning new things. So recently over the winter break, we were down, we started in Florida. Visited the in-laws in Boynton Beach. And then we went on a cruise on Princess Cruises, which was phenomenal. And then after the cruise, we stayed in Florida a little longer. And we checked out the Diplomat Hotel and also the uh, Margot Lar Hotel. And where were those? In Boynton Beach also? Um, So the Margot Lar was in Fort Lauderdale, which was actually a really convenient location. It's about a minute from the cruise port. So it's a really great stop either before or after your cruise. Very family friendly. We can talk more about that. And the Diplomat Hotel was in Hollywood, Florida, right on the beach. Okay, And so but you
1: really seem to be gushing about this princess Cruise. Now, I've never been on any cruise, princess or old lady. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I, I'm always intrigued by it. However, and I, I'm, I'm promising myself that I am eventually going to
2: get on a boat and go see something beautiful. What yes. was it that made the princess cruise so special? I loved it. You know, the last time I cruised was probably in my twenties. And what I had remembered about cruising. At the time I thought, "Eh, I'm not really a cruise person. I'd rather go to the destination and not really do this like hop on, hop off type thing where you're only in port for a few hours." But this completely changed my perspective of cruising, and I found it just to be wonderful and the perfect thing to do, especially if you have kids, because you don't have to worry about, you know, the the packing and the unpacking and going all these different places and The cruise in and of itself is just wonderful. The entertainment, the food, the nightlife, everything. And then bonus is you're stopping in these beautiful ports along the way. And so I really loved Princess because I felt, you know, we went over winter break and I thought, oh, it's just going to be full of kids. And I have kids, four and six. So, I, you know, I shouldn't have expected anything differently. But Princess was really great because they were great for multi-generational travel and that you had your older demographic. You did have kids but it wasn't one of these crazy carnivals on a cruise ship and okay. it was it was a really nice good quality good food good entertainment and they had a kids club so the kids were plenty occupied but it wasn't it was a it was a good mix i should say
1: oh that's nice kids club so you actually yeah. relinquish your children to fabulous <laughs> young people who uh, enjoy them Maybe they don't have them yet themselves, and they're excited. So what do you do? You let them go with
2: them? You feel safe doing this on the cruise? So I did. You know, it's funny. The first day we were going to do it, we were going into port, and we wanted to go scuba diving. And the thought of leaving them at the kids' club on the boat, it's one thing if we were also on the boat. And I figured, okay, we can go get them if we ever needed to. But they said, no, it's okay. Leave them on the boat with us. You go scuba diving. So I was nervous at first. And then I quickly realized that yeah, they were completely safe. They were wonderfully taken care of. They did lunch with them. They did games. They walked into the kids' club. The first thing they saw were skee ball machines. So I mean, they were happy. And then they asked to go every night after that. So it gave us the opportunity to maybe go see a show on our own or have a dinner on our own. It was it was wonderful.
1: Oh, that sounds wonderful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I I think when you say, I think some people do get uh, concerned, you know, at the lo- the different price points for the different cruises, I don't know how people keep them straight because there there are so many different ones. There's the Disney cruises and the carnival cruises and the, said the princess cruise. So how mm-hmm. do you know? Um, do you have to do a lot of research? How does somebody find out what is the right fit for them?
2: I think, you know, if you go on to each cruise line's website and you read up about I think first narrow it down by looking at the dates that you want to cruise then see what ships are available and I would just look you know Disney obviously caters to kids and there's everything there for that carnivals you know kind of similar when we were in port we saw one of the carnival ships and they had a roller coaster on the top deck <laughs> and, I thought, and this seems to be the thing now. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. It's to, it's, that's not for everyone, but it is for a lot of people. So I think just read up. And, and I think if you go online and just kind of get a sense of, I think the demographics of each cruise and what they, you'll find that princess, while they have a ton of entertainment and dining options, not necessarily targeting the young, you know, if you're looking for that type of experience, you know, I do your research, do your research. And then obviously, you have to pick out,
1: um, according to your budget, what you can afford Do each of the cruise lines within themselves have different levels of commitment in terms of, you know, money, (laughs) like how expensive so you can do maybe a less expensive version, but on the
2: same ship is is that how it works? Absolutely. Yeah, there's different cabins. So you can do inside cabin, ocean view, balcony, suite. Um, There's all different price points. And honestly, for the amount of time you're in the room, you know, I say just get on the boat at whatever price point you can and don't focus so much on the type of room. They are doing a lot more to make the rooms more spacious, more comfortable, whether you're traveling alone or with a family. Um, but yeah, they d- definitely just pick a price point that works and go. Yeah. And you
1: don't, so you're not necessarily spending much time in your room when you're on a ship. Is, is that fair to say?
2: I would think so. Yeah. Because you wake up in the morning. I mean, obviously everybody's different. For us, we woke up We went for breakfast. We, the days that we were in port, it was quick breakfast off the ship. And so if you're in port most days, you're probably not, you know, if you choose to get off the ship, you're, you're there. So you're just basically sleeping. We, we basically just slept in the room, got changed, went back out, enjoyed everything on the ship.
1: Uh huh. Sounds wonderful. And in terms of packing for kids, like, did you learn anything from the last trip? Like, did you overpack? Did
2: you underpack? Um, I I think I, I overpacked this time and I, I'm usually pretty good with that. But I overpacked because I didn't know what to expect on the cruise. I wasn't sure the weather changes. I also overpacked on my... Um, medications and all the things that I was (laughs) thinking the worst for, for the kids. And I, you know, I, I packed the COVID test because I I pretty much thought, okay, we're just going to guarantee ourselves coming back with that. And um, (laughs) I had my mind all because, And it turned out we were the healthiest we'd been since the school year started. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's good to
1: know. Cause yeah, you do. You sometimes the t- when you hear about a cruise, uh, you know, in the news, it's usually because, you know, some outbreak of or whatever, right. but it's probably not that common. If you look at it in the grand scheme of how many cruises are leaving ports every single day, you know, it's kind of like right. flying. Yes, there are you, you see the ones that are <laughs> have problems where doors blow out or whatever, but that's yeah. not the average flight anywhere. So, um, thankfully. Um, That's exciting. (laughs) Now, I know also last year, I remember you did, I think it was a road trip and you ended up going up the eastern seaboard and up to Maine with your kids as well. And tell us like what the difference
2: is between a road trip with your children, four and six, and a cruise. Um, The difference, I think, is a cruise if you like my kids are constant, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I want a snack now, now, now. So on a road trip, that's really annoying. On a cruise, you just send them to the buffet. <laughs> but uh, it um, was, all,
1: was it all inclusive with yeah. the cruise?
2: Yes, yes. I mean, the, all the meals are included. There's a number of restaurants from which to choose. There are specialty restaurants if you want to go to a, a special Italian restaurant or a steakhouse or, you know, but there's plenty of options if you choose not to do that. And it's just, even if you do go there, it's a little bit of a surcharge, not much for what you get, in my opinion. Um But yeah, so I think with the cruise for them, it was – I mean, it was easier in that respect and that you didn't have to hear, are we there yet? I'm tired, I'm hungry. I'm this. But you know what? The road trip was fun, too. It was great. And it was surprises, you know, along the way for all of us because it started out as just a three-day trip. And we just kept going and exploring. And I think that was really nice for them. Oh, that is wonderful, for sure. Um, it Even when they're
1: that young, Um, I, I remember doing trips with my parents at a very young age and and then doing bigger trips when we lived overseas. So we got to do some really big things like, you know, Africa and Japan and things like that. But I mean, those made huge impressions on me as a child and I think helped to form who I am. As a person, so I I love that um, passport, mommy. You have a podcast, and um, people can hear all the various topics you talk about in terms of that.
2: What are some of your your favorite shows? Oh goodness, I I mean, it's funny because the show started out as strictly travel, and now I love to interview entrepreneurs. I love to interview you know women who have startups, um, anybody in education and health. I you know, I off the top of my head, you know, I personally obviously love everything travel. So anytime I get to hear about a new resort or a destination or, you know, I get excited. I'm like, when can we go? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah,
1: when can we go? Well, I remember that when you were the passport romance lady mm-hmm. and because it is Valentine's Day and yes. even though you have kids for anybody listening that may want some good tips for traveling for romance this month mm-hmm. um you have anything that you can suggest like what is are the favorite types of destinations when it comes to romance
2: I think anywhere you just go with your partner and actually spend quality time I know it sounds quite cliche and cheesy but with how consumed we are with um work and electronics and everything. I say, just get in the car, go away for a night, one overnight, or don't get in the car and even just do it in your own backyard. Find a nice hotel, um, get away, go have a nice dinner, get a babysitter for a few hours if you have kids. I think it doesn't have to be elaborate. Um, if you do want something more romantic and elaborate, I, I was actually just looking online yesterday to see if I could find last minute plans for President's Week, which is right after Valentine's Day. And believe it or not, there are some really good fares down to the Bahamas, down to Florida from I was searching from New York City. Um, But I think, you know, be creative. They're there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you look and you search, there are some great deals to be had. And um, I know a lot of people, you know, we all think we want to go to Bora Bora, you know, for our honeymoon (laughs) or something like that. But you know, Sometimes time and money doesn't permit for something like that. I love your idea of making it simple and just spending time together. And it could be, be in your own town at a hotel just so you don't have to pick up the dishes and make the bed. You know, right. it's just nice to right. be able to focus on each other or something. I, I love that. Um, how can we find your podcast? Is it just Passport Mommy podcast?
2: Yes. Yeah. You can find it on pretty much all the podcasting platforms, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. If you just Google Passport Mommy, it should come up.
1: Wonderful. Well, I've known you so many years when you were too young to be a mommy and all the way till now. <laughs> now that, And you are absolutely an brilliant. Friendship. And so It's an amazing friendship. And I'm so grateful for you and all the work you do and, and your work in radio. You, you are the living example of what it means to be a working mother um, a working family person, but whose children are the focus and they get all of you, even though you are very busy, you're an entrepreneur yourself, and uh, you, you've you struck the balance that I think we're all looking for. So Michelle Gerson, Passport Mommy, thank you for the wonderful,
2: wonderful ideas and um, Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Happy Galentine's Day. Go out with the girls. Even if you don't have a partner, just go out. Enjoy each other. Yep. Guilty as charged. That will be me. <laughs> Great. <Best laughs> Thank way you to so much. Thank Passport you, Mommy, Laura.
1: Michelle Gerson. Thank you so much as
0: well. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Once again, here's Laura.
1: Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes when it comes to going on vacation, I end up being so stressed out about getting all the details, packing everything, making sure everything's okay, that when I get back, I sometimes feel like I need a vacation from my vacation. And I know that sounds crazy, but I think there's a lot of people like me. Well, last week, believe it or not, was National Plan for Vacation Day. And I like the sound of it. And we have an expert here with us that is going to tell us the advantages of planning for your travel. Emily Kaufman, the travel mom, how to Use those vacation days and make them incredibly easy. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: Well, thank you for having me. And never fear, Laura, the travel mom is here. I've got some (laughs) tips and pointers to help make that vacation planning less stressful and more enjoyable for everyone.
1: Oh, thank you. Do tell.
3: Well, first and foremost, you've got to pick a vacation destination and hotel that matched the flavor and the personality of people taking the trip. You know, Hilton conducted a survey and found that the number one reason people are traveling is for rest and relaxation. So it really matters where you stay because the hotel stay makes or breaks the entire experience. Oh,
1: Absolutely. I agree with that. And and again, I'll reiterate that what happens is I'm so stressed out about if I have everything planned and I kind of pack too much into my things sometimes that I really forgot the reason that I wanted to do it in the first place, which was to just chill out and really have a break. But um, I haven't done something that many people have tried, and that's one of those all-inclusive resorts. I've never done one. I really would love to try it. I'm very tempted. Um, is that something that's gaining traction, um, or do people find that having an all-inclusive type of situation it actually helps them to be able to uh, have a vacation and really relax?
3: Well, for someone like you in particular, Laura, who who is stressed about the planning, the Hilton all-inclusives take that worry away because for one price, you're getting your accommodations, your meals, your activities – Snacks, even alcoholic beverages. So you don't have to stress out about all that. What are we doing for breakfast? And at breakfast, worrying about what you're going to do for lunch. And then at lunch, oh, should we meet for cocktails before dinner? All of that is included. And I'm obviously the travel mom. And I traveled with my children when they were younger. Now I'm the travel grandma. (laughs) And I have a a new grandson. Remember those kids would would get a smoothie and they'd take one sip of it and then they'd run off and be playing in the pool and come back. It's all melted and they want a new one. You don't have to stress about that because all-inclusive means you can have as many of those as you want.
1: I like that, especially if they have a little umbrella in them. You know, mommy needs her smoothie too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And there are plenty of those for mommy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think that's so great. And Hilton is such a legacy brand. I'm imagining that they more than almost anybody in the universe probably knows how to do this so that it feels right. Because I I, I get a little fearful when I think all inclusive. that I'm like, well, maybe the the quality isn't quite as good. The food isn't quite as good because they're just they know people are, you know, paying one price and they're not going to notice. But I can't imagine Hilton putting together something that's less than top of the line.
3: Absolutely. And I love that word that you use, legacy, a legacy brand. It's a brand that I trust and that I know. And there are so many brands under the Hilton umbrella that offer something for everyone. As I mentioned, I'm a grandma now. I love their Embassy Suites product. Because with my grandson, we can spread out with two rooms. He can be napping in one room and we can be off in the other room. They have a complimentary cook to order breakfast. They have a manager's reception in the afternoon. You could even get your cocktail, hopefully with an umbrella in it, Laura, um, (laughs) at no charge in the afternoon. They will guarantee you. Connecting rooms as a family at the Hilton brands. And lots of them have added value where they give you a complimentary breakfast across the board.
1: That's incredible. Now, where would I find these all inclusive Hilton resorts? Are they everywhere in the United States? Are they international?
3: Yep, they're all international. Um, I just recently stayed at one in Cancun in Mexico, the Hilton Cancun. That was fabulous. It had something for everyone, two different pool areas. One that was for families with a, a play center in the middle of the pool with a little water slide. And then there was an infinity peaceful pool that overlooked the ocean so you can really spread out. I love them uh, in Caribbean, the Caribbean and Latin America and Mexico.
1: Oh, that sounds just beautiful. And even how about Europe? How about South America? Asia? Do you have uh, various properties around the world?
3: Well, the beautiful thing about Hilton is they are everywhere. They're an international global brand. And if you go to Hilton.com, you can learn about the range of offerings they have in all the different locations.
1: And so when you say all-inclusive, are there activities that you can opt into or opt out of, that type of thing?
3: Absolutely. Yoga classes or fitness classes for an additional charge. Many of them have spas. Um, they also have cooking demos and cocktail, cocktail parties and all kinds of fun, entertainment in the evenings. It's, it's just a great way to travel. It,
1: it really sounds like it. And I have wanted to do this since I started in radio 27 years ago. We were giving away on the station, uh, trips to sandals or something like that. I remember it was almost 30 years ago, but, and, and thinking, I've got to try this. And here I am almost three decades later and I'm still thinking about it. I am going to bite the bullet. And I think going with a brand like Hilton, it, that will take a lot of the stress out of it for me too. I just know i 'm going to get quality, and I always have we've we 've been since I was growing up overseas and we traveled all over the world. Hilton was always the brand we stayed in, no matter where it was. but I never did the all inclusive i 'm going to try that and since uh national plan your vacation day was last week i 've got to get on it right away. Um, where can people go to find more information about this travel mommy
3: so they can follow me at the Travel Mom on Facebook or Instagram. I'm not a travel agent, and I don't sell anything, but I can certainly help guide or answer any questions. And to book, whether it's a Hilton All-Inclusive or any of their other brands, go to Hilton.com.
1: Very easy. Once again, Emily Kaufman, the Travel Mom. And... (laughs) Let her help guide you to take all the stress and risk out of vacation so that you know it's going to be wonderful. Thank you so much. I can think of nothing better as I'm sitting in freezing cold, uh, snowy Midwest right now than to think about one of these trips. Thank you so much for joining us on the way home.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Lee Hoffman, the Travel Mom. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura.
1: Well, have you ever thought about what it would be like if we could lower our health care costs? And don't you wonder if the government can't help us more than they do already? And are there programs that maybe we can opt into or things that we don't even know about or things that people are working on in terms of making our lives easier when it comes to this. My guest today is Brian Connell. He's the Vice President of Federal Affairs at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's mission, which is to cure uh, these this disease um, so prevalent. But you're working very closely um, to help pass a bill a- about uh, everything we were talking about, which could eventually, hopefully, go towards helping people lower their healthcare costs within certain aspects um, of the various uh, diseases and things. So, please do tell us what's going on with this.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'm excited to be here to uh, to speak about this. This is something, you know, that's really critical for blood cancer patients, like we represent at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. But honestly, for all types of patients with you know serious diseases or even just folks who use the healthcare system in any way whatsoever uh right now really people are overpaying uh for their healthcare because a lot of times um <clears throat> insurance and this is true for medicare it actually pays uh, a different amount for the same service, just depending on essentially whose name is on the door. So if a hospital owns a doctor's office, then that hospital gets paid a lot more for the exact same care than if that doctor's office would have been owned by the doctor themselves. So um, that's really what we're looking at here is ways to identify you know, opportunities to pay the same price for the same service, which saves taxpayer dollars, but also saves dollars for patients.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So is this specifically for Medicare patients, or is it any patient that has maybe various cancers or such? Um, c- can everyone save money if this bill goes through?
4: Yeah, you know, we think so. You know, the the bill that Congress is looking at is called the Lower Costs, More Transparency Act. That bill has one big provision in it that is very much focused on Medicare. Uh, and it's really designed to make sure that, again, the Medicare system and then the patients who are, who are in it are actually going to pay the same amount regardless of who owns the doctor's office they go to. Um, but there's provisions that are in that bill that also talk about transparency so that insurers, whether it's your you know, employer insurance plan or insurance plan you bought yourself, that every insurer can have a, some transparency into where care is happening so that they can also follow the same lead and say, Oh, we're going to pay for the same amount for care that's in the doctor's office, regardless of who owns it.
1: No that's that's odd to me. Why do, why does that even happen? Why is it be, if a hospital owns a doctor's office because we have a lot of that where I live. Mm-hmm. Um it, there's a, a hospital but then there's um like these doctor's offices that go up that are affiliated with that hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean all over the place. It's yeah. it's like every other day there's one going up. So you're saying that people that go for the same medications and treatment at mm-hmm. these places p- are paying more than than if they were just to where go? What would the alternative be if they weren't there?
4: Yeah. I mean, essentially you're right. They're paying uh, hospital prices for doctor's office care. So um, they, you know, patients are paying um, as if they're going to the main hospital campus with all the facilities, with the ER attached, with all the emergency support that there is there, all the experts that are, you know, a hallway away, they're paying for Care at that price, but in a doctor's office where you don't have those things. So, um, you know, the the system Medicare just pays the same as you regardless. It just knows that that uh, an, a a procedure is happening at a facility owned by a hospital. It has no idea what if that facility is. 20 miles away from the hospital campus, p- campus or on the campus itself. And so that's where we see patients, uh, especially hospitals are kind of following the incentives. It, like there are some very, very big hospital systems and they've realized that they can actually make a lot of money by buying up doctor's offices, flipping the nameplate on the outside and then making really a, a lot more money as a result. So we see it happening more and more around the country.
1: Gosh, that feels a little... um I don't know. In the name of medicine and helping people get better, it seems a little bit like it's a a money grab. Forgive me. That's not that's not very flattering. But I mean, you know, a bit of price gouging or something just for, you know, for no other reason than that. But for the person who's paying it, what does how does that show up for them? I mean, are they if if they're being paid with uh, insurance, then does that affect mm-hmm. the, the patient or not
4: really? Yeah, no, it, it does a lot, especially in Medicare. So Medicare patients pay, um, uh, for their doctor's office care about 20% of the overall bill. So it's a percentage of the cost. So if that cost goes up, then that patient pays a higher amount. So, um, you know, we've done a lot of research on what would these types of changes to Medicare mean for patients who use the healthcare system a lot? For blood cancer patients like we represent. So multiple myeloma patients, pretty common cancer. Uh, that patient could save $1,200 a year, um, oh. based on this, um, this change. There are also patients with COPD could change, could save more than $2,000. Patients with mul- multiple sclerosis could save over almost $4,000. So, um, there's significant savings here because, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say every little dollar matters when you're talking about especially folks on Medicare with the fixed income who don't have all that money to spare. And, you know, cancer care is really expensive. So any, any dollar we can save is an opportunity that we think we should take.
1: That is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, what, that's a huge savings, thousands right. of dollars for people. Yep. But I, but I don't even think any of us are aware of this. I mean, so, which is why you're here today to help us. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that, I, it's, it's crazy to me that Like, we don't know that that's happening. So how close are you to getting this bill passed? And when will it go into effect if it indeed does? And do you feel like it is going to be?
4: Yeah, you know, I think we we have a real opportunity here. I'll say there's good news and bad news. Good news is we are all the way through the U.S. House of Representatives. Um, And in fact, probably the most bipartisan vote I've seen in a very long time. Um, We had over 150 Republicans, over 150 Democrats uh joined together. So we had 320 to 71 was this vote. Um you can't get that many people in both parties to agree the sky's blue on an average day. So I think uh we we're very happy that we we had that coalition from the right and from the left that came around this bill this is a common sense reform. Um the so that's the good news. The the bad news is we got the Senate to go. So um you know we need US senators to follow the lead of the House to pass this bill through the Senate and then uh get to the president's desk so we can get it signed into law.
1: Yes, absolutely. And then let's just say you're successful at this um, site-neutral payment uh, bill house bill. Would you would you go on to something else um, in <laughs> terms of trying to make ch- changes within um, the payment system and and how much money people are spending? Or do, is yeah, that a part of your job?
4: It is. It is. You know, I think we we hear all the time that that the cost of healthcare is really just a huge burden for patients. Uh, so even folks who survive their cancer treatment, if they're able to afford it in the first place, uh, they're left with a lot of medical debt. They're left with a huge burden. People, about almost half of patients exhaust all their life's assets within two years of a diagnosis in this country. So uh, it is an enormous burden. So we look for every opportunity. There's more opportunities to address hospital prices, but the same of uh, doctor's offices that are that might be have their prices too high. And prescription drugs and insurance, there's a lot of opportunities, I think, that we see that, that kind of we can make some common sense changes that actually lower drug costs to everybody and, and provider costs to everybody. So we're going to keep pushing it. This is a really important first step. I think uh, once Congress does this, it's kind of breaks the dam and it's easier to pass a lot of these other pieces because uh, folks start to feel the difference and really appreciate that these changes matter. And, and then we keep building on it.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Well, I'm grateful for your input on this, uh, Brian Connell, because, uh, You know, what you don't know can sometimes really hurt you. And in the sense that if we don't even know that this is going on, I'm really Mm -hmm. grateful that people like you are out in the forefront and really trying to make a difference. And hopefully, um, yes, we would be paying less and you'll be on to other bills and helping uh, just the regular consumer who, you know, has has health challenges as we all do to be able to afford healthcare. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being on the show today. Is there any website we can go to to maybe get more information on this or you or all the work that you do?
4: Yeah, so I'd recommend going to uh, our website at the Leukemia & Lymphoma Society, lls.org/advocacy um advocacy because that is uh a place where folks can get hooked into exactly what the the issue of the day is. And right now, you know, again, talking about this issue of the lower costs, more transparency act, um, and getting that across the finish line. But folks can learn more about, you know, the what the change we're trying to make to make healthcare more affordable and to bring new treatments forward and all the different things that really matter to to cancer patients, but also just to uh, folks who have serious chronic conditions and their families.
1: Yes, yeah, it's hopefully um, kind of a first step to a much bigger uh, solution. Wonderful right. stuff. Again, the website is lls.org slash advocacy. Thank you so much. Brian Connell, uh, the Vice President of Federal Affairs at LLS. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Laura. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura.
1: Well, I don't know about you, but I'm getting excited about getting away. All this talk about traveling, whether it's with kids, a loved one, or all by yourself. Ah, oh, sounds so good about now. Um, I'm ready for summer. <laughs> um, I'm also ready for good news. And that would be uh, something that my friend Jim Cleefield goes out and gets for us on a weekly basis so that we can end the program on a high note. Jimmy, what do you have for us today?
0: Well, we're going to start out in Atlanta, Georgia. And for students, one of the most important things each day for their education, besides the pencils, the books, I know it's digital now these days, but something really more important they must have. And that's the school lunch program. That's very important. Because let's face it, if you're you're hungry and you haven't eaten anything as a student, you can't think. You can't think. You can't, you know, you can't figure out, okay, was that the right answer? Well, this is what the crest of the story is here. This is, involves a four different school districts in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and thanks to the Arby's Foundation, which is an arm of the restaurant chain, they did something really wonderful as far as a wonderful philanthropic effort. They have canceled the debt, school lunch debt, in four different districts. They gave a $200,000 grant to do this, to cancel the school debt in Decatur, Georgia, with about 7,000 students in it, also in Cobb County, uh, also Fulton County, four different counties, Henry County all cancel the school lunch debt. And the reason is because they just want to make sure that these kids just don't go hungry. You hear about no child hungry. Well, it's very important because it's just as much a part of their education as what they do in the classroom. As a matter of fact, the executive director of the Inspire Brands Foundation, which is part of the Arby's Foundation, this $1 million initiative, his name is Stuart Brown. And he basically said this, look, no kid should go hungry, and they should be able to go to school each day and go have their lunch, Without having to worry about whether or not they are able to pay for it. And the reason it got to this point, LJ, is because the school districts, some of them are really cash trapped. They can't really afford the program. Or perhaps maybe the students, their parents, really just don't have the money to pay for their school lunches. So the district, because they've been in such dire straits financially, decided to give alternative meals to these kids. We don't know what exactly this is. Well, thank goodness, this foundation, the Arby's Foundation, came through with them, canceled all that debt, and they're able to get their school lunches and be able to really have the kind of full meal. So it's because, let's face it, it's brain food. That's what it is. I and mean, you have to have that. And uh, the, And this is part of a broader initiative with this foundation that's Helping cancel the debt of student lunch debt in 750 schools around the nation, nationwide. It's a wonderful thing, and it's a good thing. So, again, thanks to the Arby's Foundation, these kids will never go hungry when they go to the classroom.
1: You're making me hungry. I'm hungry. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm craving a roast beef sandwich from Arby's. Yes. (laughs) But... uh... And they're not even paying for advertising no, on the show no yeah <laughs> i wasn't even going to get
0: into the slogan but i won't even say that very generous absolutely
1: yes. so, so a lot of these big chains are really very very generous and philanthropic and i because wendy's is another one i've had uh rita seronin on my sh- show several times she's the ceo of the um the foundation the wendy's foundation for adopting kids and And it's just incredible the work that they do, tireless work that they do to try to make sure that foster kids get adopted and children um, that have been in the system a long time get adopted. It's just a wonderful thing. So, yeah, a lot of these companies do a lot of good with, with what they have. And so we thank them for that. What's your second story?
0: Well, this story uh, certainly has a wonderful, uh, happy ending to it, I guess you can say. But uh, this comes out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. And this is the story of a homeless man. We don't know who this gentleman is. But this was a story uh, of a stray dog that he found that he had been taking care of a mom who had given birth to uh, a litter of puppies recently. And this was after a terrible storm. and. The, the sad part of this was that this stray dog that he had been taking care of uh, unfortunately was tragically hit by a car and did not survive so he somehow came onto this litter of puppies that she gave birth to this stray dog and uh, he didn't know what to do with them I mean, it's like he just could not take care of them because, let's face it, he does not have a roof over his head. He's homeless. So he decided that he was going to take these puppies and deliver them to a local animal shelter, which is the Fayetteville Animal Protection Society. That is the animal shelter that's in that area in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he left this note that kind of broke and lifted the hearts of the shelter at the same time. He said, he apologized for bringing this litter of puppies here because he didn't know what to do with them. He really wanted to give these puppies a second chance to give them a chance to go to some homes where they'll be well cared for, something he just could not do. And he said, I'm just, I'm really sorry for doing it. Well, the shelter talked about this on Facebook after they found this little note from this guy. And they said to this man, whoever you are, whoever you may be, I want you to know that your act of kindness will not go unnoticed. It has not gone unnoticed. We are going to do what we can to find homes for these puppies. And here's the best part of this too. They said they have an open invitation to him at some point when he feels up to it, to come visit the shelter and I'm thinking will there be a part two of this story LJ let's say okay you know he does this wonderful kind thing to save these puppies because the mom unfortunately did not survive could maybe maybe there's some people in that shelter that might pay it forward and get a home for this guy because he doesn't have a roof over his head so I wonder maybe someday they can help him that would be wonderful
1: Hmm. well you never know and maybe um, he could work at the shelter you know do some do some help all the way around well that's lovely I'm You know, anytime you can save those animals, I tell you what, I all these charities, you know, with the animals, they pull at the the heartstrings on Facebook and Instagram. And, oh, my gosh, I'm such a sucker for them. I just get drawn right in. Me, too. And then before I know it, I'm sending a little gift, you know, because I can't. They write these stories, these compelling stories about them. And I just, you know, but, you know, every shelter in the area um, in everybody's home area, they do so much. The, I know the one in Elkhart County, um, here where I live is just incredible. They built a brand new facility because the old one was practically falling down and it is a beautiful facility and they care for like over a hundred animals in there. And, um, when, you know, when it get, starts to get full, they have the adoption fees go way down and sometimes even free because they want to incentivize people so that, you know, nothing can stop them from maybe Getting a pet, so they so many of them around the country do such a great job, and that's where I get my animals. My little Josie Doe, mm-hmm. she's a, she's a year and a half now. So, yeah, I just and I'm so grateful I got her at the shelter because somebody had found her on the streets, I think, in a box with other her brothers and sisters, and took her to the shelter. So. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. It's always good to hear the best stories, and I appreciate that. And thank you to Bob Small, my producer extraordinaire. My pleasure. Um, yeah. I don't think you've ever... Have you ever had a pet?
0: Um, I had a cat for a little while. And, of course, oh, as, a, as a kid, I had you a dog. I've for 30 years, and I haven't mm.
1: known you to have a pet. Yeah. Was that before I met you?
0: Probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, just saying... There's lots of pretty kitties at the shelter. Mhm. I know you're a bachelor, but uh <laughs> and you know, I'm single too, and I just love my kitty cats like that and three my of us. Dogs. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. What is it about this show? And it's almost Valentine's Day. And this Day. is
0: this is, as this is the love month. February is the love month today.
1: So. That's right. So, um well, anyway, I'm full of love in my life. I'm sure you guys are as well. And so, yeah. We'll just you give love and you get it. In return and sometimes that's enough <laughs> all right well thank you so much for listening have a wonderful week as we head on into the month of february thank you to all my guests passport mommy michelle Gerson, and the travel Mama as well i'm laura smith you're listening to the way home we'll see you next time